Welcome to TGI, Tourism Geography Insights, the podcast of Tourism Geography's journal where we discuss our latest research and developments of our peer-reviewed journal which explores tourism and tourism-related areas of recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm also one of the co-editors-in-chief of the journal Tourism Geographies, and with us today we have Dr. Uglesha Stankov joining us from Serbia. But before I introduce you to Dr. Stankov, some opening remarks. The reason I, I thought that we should have Dr. Stankov in the studio with us today is that recently he has published two papers in Tourism Geographies. The first was right in the midst of the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, his paper, A Mindful Shift, an Opportunity for mindfulness-driven tourism in a post-pandemic world was the start of this conversation about mindfulness in, in post-pandemic tourism. More recently, in 2022, he published another paper with colleagues, Here and Now, the Role of Mindfulness in Post-Pandemic t- Tourism. And this takes the discussion a step further. But even more, he also published a book recently on the topic of mindfulness in tourism, and we will talk to him more about that as well. With that said, I'll introduce you now to Dr. Uglish Stankov. Ugi, welcome to the show. Hello, Joseph. Nice to be here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, very early in the morning for you there in Serbia and very um, late in the afternoon for me in Japan. I've been looking forward to talking to you about this because the, the question of mindfulness in tourism is a very relevant and timely one. But if I can, Ugi, let me just read some passages from your, your two papers just to set the scene for this discussion. In your 2020 paper, you said this, mindfulness as a practice of bringing a certain quality of attention to moment-by-moment experiences has become an important asset for individuals to cope with the problems of modern life. It is even seen as a significant driver of lifestyle change in Western societies, resulting in an increasing number of more conscious consumers and mindfulness-driven products and services. The COVID-19 pandemic is a wake-up call an opportunity for the tourism industry to embrace the mindfulness movement. And in 2022, you said in your second paper, in discussing the mindfulness-based approaches as feasible, low-cost solutions to reduce negative psychological effects in many tourism settings, as well as a strategy to ensure the tourism industry's prolonged sustainability during and after the pandemic. You say, we start with the underlying mechanism of mindfulness practices as a technique to cope with the pandemic, and from a managerial standpoint, discuss the different roles of mindfulness within the envisioned courses of tourism development in a post-COVID-19 future. So with that said, Ogi, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you for this nice introduction. You really uh, catch the point of all the papers uh, I wrote with my colleagues. Uh, but before I start, I would like to say that I'm a full professor at the University of Novi Sad, a Faculty of Sciences, Department of Geography, Tourism and Hotel Management. And uh, uh, my main or my main area of research is information technology is in tourism and uh, how they strategically could influence tourism experience air tourism uh, industry uh, itself during the course my uh, professional development and my personal development i found that i'm uh, really fond of mindfulness uh, as as a practice that really helped me personally and i started to go deep uh, into mindfulness research uh, and at a certain point i saw that there are no many papers 
uh, that deals with this uh, topic in tourism uh, research, tourism domain in general, but the potential of mindfulness, not just from the individual perspective, but from the perspective of uh, collective mind change is huge. So uh, this is uh, then this is uh, when I decided to go deeper and to research this topic. And the pandemic uh, actually was at the uh, early stages of my research uh, uh, in, in the field of mindfulness, and it really struck us as 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 a, as a, as a society. And then uh, with my colleagues, uh, we uh, got the idea to to wrote uh, to write a paper about the potential of mindfulness as we, we, we at, the, at the beginning of a pandemic we saw the problem that people had in coping with the stress with the, all the dynamics of pandemic and we realized that uh, uh, mindfulness could be really really good topic to explore and to help people ad hoc and also to connect it to tourism industry. Terrific I think the timing of, of the this research agenda couldn't be any better, um, as you say, given the pandemic and given, you know, uh, many of the complaints about tourism has largely been around tourists who are the antithesis of being mindful, who are actually quite mindless, who don't care about their impact on the environment and, and communities in which they visit. So mindfulness as a, as a not just as a theoretical construct, but as a, as a practical, as you say, tourism industry uh, concern is something that you do you touch on in your papers. So when we talk about mindfulness, Ugi, how would you describe mindfulness to someone who's come to this research for the first time? Uh, yeah, uh, when I talk about mindfulness, I, I, I like to, to keep it simple, not to use uh, uh, like a term as like a meta-awareness and something like that. But uh, when people ask me, uh, and I understand this is the meaning of this uh, podcast, is to make it simple for the people uh, and to interest the people in the, in the topic, to make them interested in the topic. So uh, for for me, I would just uh, I would just say it's it's a shift in how we perceive reality. First of all, I would like it to think it's, it's like, a, like a stop from our regular stream of thoughts. Hmm. Just stop and look at the things that surround you. Look at your body. Look at your thoughts, and then from this, uh, just from the stopping, you will get the access to another reality how how uh, i would like to call it and from that reality you will realize what is going on and from that perspective you will get more insight and you will get a new let's say energy to react to the situation and to be more immersed in your environment present environment you will not get uh, uh, too uh, let's say worry about the future or you will not be stressed by the past events. So focus on the present, and when you focus on the present, you will, let's say, uh, access a new reality. So this is like a, a new age terminology, but this is the, the way how people could uh, actually realize what we are talking about. But when we're talking from the scientific terms, we could say mindfulness is a trait, like a personal trait. Some people are more into mindfulness, like all people or some people that are not so stressed by the uh, everyday events so they can uh, relate more to the nature or uh, think about their thoughts mm -hmm. or it's it's a practice so you have like a problem that you want to solve with the mindfulness and uh, when you uh, apply like meditation or yoga or something similar when you stop your your thoughts then you 
as a, as a result of stopping your thoughts, you will uh, your body will harm. So you will also be more mindful at this at this short period of time. And also there is a, like a spiritual uh, aspect of mindfulness. I will not talk about that as part of main religion in in many uh, all religion you will have this uh, element of spiritual mindfulness but we will not talk about that so so because of the complexity of terms and many meanings i always try to make it simple and to use maybe not so scientific terms to explain the, the, the topic yeah 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 but what you say what what you say Ogi, is, is is correct this 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 idea of mindfulness that you've been writing about in many ways links to other types of tourism that are that are emerging you know uh, conscious tourism wellness tourism spiritual tourism pilgrimage tourism and and to some degree you know some types of adventure tourism where when we're in the act of ex the experience the, the 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 mindfulness practices that you speak of are things that we draw on right because holidays are seen to provide us with, you know, rest and relaxation. But for many people, increasingly, it's about recharging, regenerating, de-stressing from the, the everyday. So when it comes to mindfulness tourism as a research agenda, uh, Ugi, what is the what, what are the questions what we are looking to, to, to grapple with when we are talking about mindfulness driven tourism? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we saw some papers that deals uh, how mindfulness could uh, help, let's say, hospitality workers, frontline workers to de-stress, to make it uh, work more enjoyable. And as a consequence, you will get like a, a, um, a more profitability if you have more uh, satisfied workers or satisfied consumers. As a consequence of employing mindfulness, then in, in a theory, you will get more profit from that. Yeah, but when uh, starting thinking about mindfulness, uh, how it could be incorporated in tourism uh, experiences. Uh, for example, we are currently developing a new paper that uh, employs uh, co-creation of tourism experience as, as, as a main paradigm for including mindfulness. In, in the co-creation process, you will have like a two inputs. Look, you will have a tourism or tourist inputs and tourism providers inputs into mindfulness. So when you think about tourism input, you will you will need to uh, understand like an individual process of how mindfulness could be included. It's a practice. It's a trait. It's a it's a it's a something that could be learned during the during your travel during your tourism experiences. But from the uh, provider's perspective, you will have to think about your frontline workers but also your managers that could, that could uh, be equipped to understand what mindfulness is and how they actually material, materialize mindfulness through physical settings where mindfulness could be practiced or to different way of understanding tourism destination. For example, if you have like a field or I don't know, forest, it's from the mindfulness perspective, it could be a tourism attraction. If you make a mindfulness uh, theme park or mindfulness guided tours. So uh, from the uh, practical perspective, you don't have to invest a lot in, in, in the infrastructure, but you can create these experiences. So in, in that way, we think that co-creation is the right way to uh, uh, include mindfulness in practice, but also it's a new field of research where with, when you employ mindfulness, you instantly have like a change in perspective on the traditional concept of tourism experiences. 
for example, if something in service delivery is wrong, from typical perspective, you will, I don't know, employ uh, resources to solve it. But from the uh, mindfulness perspective, it could be actually a good thing. So when something is wrong, you can direct your tourists or your consumers or visitors to go back to the essence, let's say, to start practicing mindfulness, to start realizing that this uh, error, for example, in service delivery, is something that could be expected. So why uh, bothering about that? It's additional time to explore the, let's say, physical settings or hotel settings. So as I said, you need to, to have this switch or change, not just from the user perspective, but also from, from the perspective of managers. So you, what, what you seem to be talking about is mindfulness at a couple of ends of the of a, of a kind of a spectrum, right? On yeah. the individual, there's the psychological and physiological benefits of mindfulness. Yeah. On the organization, there's the productivity and profitability benefits of ensuring there's kind of a uh, acknowledgement of the importance of mindfulness, right? Yeah. Um, so it's more than just a personal thing. So in your view, and looking at the research that you've done, is the tourism industry uh, embracing mindfulness um, in an optimal fashion, or do you think there is still quite some way to go? Uh, in our paper here and now, we actually discuss on how tourism industry will incorporate uh, uh, or could incorporate mindfulness. So we actually uh, created three scenarios how mindfulness could be included. So we are currently in the in the first scenario where mindfulness is uh, part of niche tourism offer or we don't like that. Uh, that mindfulness is seen uh, is seen some as uh, as a luxury uh, a luxury product. So it's it's seen as a strict. It's a re really narrow looking or way of looking on mindfulness. From let's say we will create a, a mindfulness uh, retreat, or we will create like a meditation room, or we will introduce mindfulness apps or something like that. So we could not say that it's wrong, but it's maybe beginning of uh, something new. And the, the second scenario where we actually uh, see the flourishing of mindfulness, the flourishing of mindfulness products, promotion of mindfulness, inclusion of e-mindfulness, uh, how I like to call it, or technology-assisted mindfulness. Then there are programs for co-creation experiences, as I said. And there is a third scenario, which is at, at this point really idealistic way, when we have a, a group or mindfulness movement that started in Western societies, uh, maybe not so uh, uh, let's say rounded or like a movement in the, in the in the east where it's uh, in many countries is a part of uh, tradition so people don't think about it as a movement but in the west when you have a lot of mindful individuals you get the movement and that movement uh, wants their products then they uh, want they want to change market let's say in, in in a sense so when you have this kind of movement tourism industry will uh, have to react and to uh, adapt to this movement. So this is a long, uh, long way, but we are, let's say, in the in the first first scenario, as I explained. So Ugi, tell us about your recently published book that takes this discussion a step further. What what are one of the key things in 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 your book that we should be aware of when it comes to this link between mindfulness and tourism? 
Yeah, thank you, Joseph, for for noticing uh, for mentioning the book. The book is published uh, last year in October. It's called "The Mindful Tourist: The Power of Present in Tourism." It's co-authored by uh, Ulike Gretzel and Vyacheslav uh, Filamonov. In the book, we actually try to give the overview of mindfulness, uh, its progress, and to to make the link with the tourism industry. We start with the foundation of meditative mindfulness. We uh, define key definition and approaches to mindfulness. We explain what is mindfulness as a state or as a trait, and also we uh, explain socio cognitive uh, uh, concepts of mindfulness that some researchers are trying to let's say to to make it uh, uh, like a parallel to meditative meditative mindfulness there are connection but they are not these two concepts are not similar in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a complete sense then we actually talk about technology assisted mindfulness and uh, special uh, attention is focused on a commodification of mindfulness and criticism of mindfulness because uh, in some religions or some countries mindfulness is not so accepted uh, it is related to buddhist traditions and uh, because of this religious connotation to mindfulness there could be problem problem in in the adaption to the to the to the market mm -hmm. the special part of the book is also put on the drivers of mindfulness in tourism industry where we explain the start of this mindfulness movement and then we explain the co-creation as, as, as I said, as a managerial look or perspective to mindfulness. And my favorite part is the transformational power of mindfulness, where we connect mindfulness to sustainability and how this change perspective of individuals, of the movement and of the entire tourism industry could actually help us uh, to 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 and then direct us to to uh, to toward more more uh, sustainable development. Fantastic. Well, for, uh, just to just to reiterate, the book is called "The Mindful Tourist: The Power of Presence in Tourism." Yeah. Um, and for any to any researchers listening who are interested in the tourist experience, tourist behavior, tourist impact, and tourism impact, this book um, presents some really interesting conceptual frameworks that we can take away for our own work. Ugi, I wanted to ask you this question when it comes to mindful tourism. My, my, my thoughts go to types of tourism that have proven to be quite popular, such as, you know, in, um, in Latin American countries where foreigners go to have a, an out-of-body experience through ayahuasca tourism, you know, or the rise in cannabis tourism in, in some parts of the world. Is there a relationship between those types of tourism and mindfulness, or is it a different kind of mindfulness? Yeah, I would like to say when you say mindfulness tourism, you the first uh, association is like a meditation and like a, a, a sitting in a one place or walking in the nature or something like that. But you mentioned adventure tourism. Adventure tourism has really a good connection uh, to mindfulness because in adventure tourism, you actually seek for the experience when you don't think, you don't think about the so you are completely immersed in, in in the present so you can be actually mindful in in physical activity and this is one of the goal of so-called everyday mindfulness so everything you do in your everyday life or during your travel experience you actually look it from this mindful perspective and this is actually the, the point of uh, mindfulness so if you are let's say uh, uh, mi mindful in a short period of time 
it's good for you at this point, but there is no effect on the tourism industry. It, it could be, let's say, a, let's say a limited experience. But if you are mindful in everyday life or during your travel, then you could see the bad sides of tourism industry or and you could actually change your uh, buying behavior. You can actually stop your compulsive, let's say, shopping uh, or, or some negative uh, things that you uh, uh, yeah. experience in your life. And uh, this also goes with a different type of um, transformational experiences. I personally, I think that mindfulness is underlying concept in all these activities uh, in search for more engagement, more excitement, or in, on the other side, in search for more calming experiences. So my, mindfulness is like a, our uh, natural state of being. So we try to, to achieve it consciously or unconsciously in a different way. So mindfulness, I would not say that there is a mindful tourism. It's more like a concept or a construct that actually uh, connects all the uh, tourism types. Yeah. Recently, I saw a colleague uh, talking about meaningful tourism. And, and you're right, in some ways there are interconnections, right? Because it seems to me that mindfulness in the everyday is is what you're talking about that will enhance the tourist experience when when we're in the midst of of, of traveling uh, and it makes also makes me think about unsurprisingly you know links to um a spiritual or religious practice right but i think I, I i sense that's not what you're really talking about although there are links in some context would that be would be, that be the case yeah 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 i think you are you on the on the, on the right we are tourism researchers. Uh, we actually do not, uh, I personally do not want to get involved in the physical aspect of mindfulness. Uh, we get the, the results from medicine, from uh, uh, psychology research and so on. So we get the, the drive of mindfulness, what it can do on the individual level. Also, we get results from uh, sociology, how it can change the society then we know what tourism industry wants so we have all the answers and we let's combine it to to make it like a like a product but uh as a product it sounds really really uh, awful from from the mindfulness perspective but yeah. but a product could be search for meaning you know or it could be relaxing but the underlying principles are the same in, in, in both endeavors. So stopping of excessive thoughts, which is uh, by default could be negative. So when you stop like your stream of thoughts or your automatic reactions, you will get the positive effects. So, and and, mindful, and this is the, another thought from the Western point of view, mindfulness is a gore oriented practice. From the Eastern part of view, it's it's a, let's say a way of living or lifestyle or tradition so we have to to find the balance you know uh, in in how we promote mindfulness and that's why i say we we uh, invested a lot of time in the book uh, explaining this critique of mindfulness because some people have this uh, different views of mindfulness so we have to be really careful when we try to incorporate mindfulness in, in as a product i will just give you one example i will not go into details amazon started to they started with the initiative of introducing like mindfulness boots uh, like a uh, phone, uh, phone boots in um, 
let's say factory settings or like it's it's, it's a big uh, a place that people do a lot of physical works so they wanted to introduce like a a box where people can go into and, and meditate but it wasn't uh, accepted it wasn't accepted very well because uh, when you are uh, physically stressed you don't want to think about mindfulness you just need to physically uh, relax and then uh, you can think about this mindfulness like self-realization so so uh, the main point is there is time for mindfulness and it has to be introduced uh, in a in a slowly and also there are a couple of tactics how we can do it yeah Fantastic. Well, if anyone needs to know more about mindfulness, they'll just have to go through the pages of the book, which I'm hoping to do um, soon. Uh, Ugi, I've ordered the book and hopefully I'll be able to. Um, Glad to hear that. Have some, yeah. have some questions for you the next time we uh, <laughs> next time we we meet in person. So with that said, Ugi, as, as, as some final remarks in, in your papers, you are very hopeful about this idea that mindfulness driven tourism, mindfulness driven tourism, might just be the tonic that we need for a, for building back better in tourism in a post-pandemic world. So far, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, John Kabat-Zinn, uh, one of the, uh, the, let's say, main promoters of mindfulness, who started uh, this uh, mindfulness stress reduction uh, practice uh, as, a, as a medical practice, in his uh, later works, he actually go from this individual perspective to more collective uh, perspective. From the uh, he actually do not talk about goal-oriented mindfulness, and he talks about the positive effect of mindfulness as something that naturally occurs when you practice mindfulness. When you stop thinking, when you real, uh, when you focus on the body, on the present, then these positive effects will come naturally. When you have a lot of individuals that has uh, change their personal perspective, you will also get the, the, the change in society. It could be like a controversial uh, theory, but uh, there are signs that could actually be seen or measured on the market when you see this change in the consumer perspective also could be related to other trends on the market. But one of the trends could be actually that change in perspective in, in certain individuals. So. This is the, the hope we have for a more uh, a mindful consumers and with the more mindful consumers, they will search uh, and seek for more mindful uh, related products and companies. And in this, uh, let's say, mix of uh, demands and offers, we, we see that uh, the change uh, could happen and that uh, mindfulness could be, let's say, one of the main main focal point of future tourism tourism development well that's a that's a that's a good note to finish on this idea of mindfulness as a, as as a natural occurrence rather than something that is forced and in fact in talking to you about mindfulness i know that i've been very aware of my posture and my breathing so in a way i become mindful about my my presence <laughs> and i and i think um that's what you're talking about you know and this final final construct you talked about shifting from the individual to the societal when we talk about mindfulness can have enormous benefits. Well, we look forward, uh, Ugi, to seeing more of your work on this topic and we, we look forward to seeing researchers embrace mindfulness-driven tourism as a vehicle for thinking about tourism of the future. I remind listeners that uh, Ugliesa, has, Ugliesa has published two papers in tourism geographies as well as his book on the topic. So there's, um, if you need to find more on the work, you can find it at the journal or 
uh, on your on your favorite at your favorite bookstore. You can buy the book that I was referring to earlier that Ugi co-authored and had published earlier this year through Emerald, um, and it should be available online. So, with that said, Ugi, may I can I um, please extend a sincere thanks to you for joining us today. Thank you, Joseph, for inviting me. It was a really pleasure talking to you. And this was a, this morning was, uh, conversation was really, really uh, good for me. Hope so for the for the, uh, for the listeners too. If anyone needs to find more about Ugi's work, you can go to Google Scholar and just type his name in or type in mindfulness-driven tourism and you'll be directed to the work. So with that said, thank you for joining uh, the Tourism Geographies podcast. Thanks to you, Ugi, there in Serbia. Have a good day. And um, we'll see you all next week on the Tourism Geographies podcast once again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.